Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. We have breaking news now from the Supreme Court of the United States. They have agreed to hear the case of Coach Joe Kennedy, the football coach who was fired for praying on the 50-yard line. We're now going to re-air his entire interview on our show. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a man that I am just now meeting, but I have reported about repeatedly for several years now, he's been in in court. Coach Joe Kennedy was fired as a football coach by Bremerton High School in Washington State for simply praying silently on the 50 yard line. He would take a knee after the game Nobody had to join him. He didn't pressure any students to convert to Jesus Christ, but he is a strong supporter of the First Amendment as a U.S. Marine veteran himself. Welcome to the program, Coach Joe Kennedy and his attorney, Michael Berry from First Liberty Institute. Uh, How are you, Coach? God bless you today. God bless you. I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I introduced you. Did I get the facts sort of right? Yes, you absolutely did. Yeah, I, I coached in Bremerton, Washington for eight years, and I always took a knee after each game, win or lose, and I ended up losing my job for it. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. I think that is uh, anti-Christian persecution. Uh, introduce to us your attorney, Michael Berry. Um, my attorney from First Liberty is Mike Berry. <laughs> hey, Mike, what's going on, and, and how did you get involved in this? How did you first hear about it? Well, at First Liberty Institute, we heard about uh, what happened to Coach uh, a number of years ago. This is going back more than, more than five years ago, and uh, sort of a, you know, a friend of a friend um, had reached out to us and said, hey, uh, I think there's a religious liberty issue up in the Seattle area. Uh, is this something that you guys might be able to help with? And the next thing I knew, I was on a plane from Dallas to Seattle. Uh, I don't think I don't think I'd even met or talked to Coach until I was actually on the ground in a rental car driving around the Puget Sound to, to Bremerton, and that was the first time Coach and I talked. Um, but uh, you know, we connected uh, both U.S. Marines, both um, you know, just you know, passionate about sports, passionate about. Uh, building character and integrity, and we're both passionate about our Constitution and the First Amendment. So, wonderful. Uh, it seemed like a, a great fit. And you're both veterans. I happen to know Michael is a reserve lawyer with the United States Marines, uh, not speaking in that capacity, but here representing firstliberty.org. And people can donate, by the way. We want you to donate to First Liberty because that'll help give pro bono legal representation to people like Coach. Joe Kennedy. Coach, uh, walk me through the events. Uh, You said you were a coach there for eight years, and how did this first become an issue? It really became an issue uh, not until midway through the eighth year of coaching, and uh, one of the 
educators from the Bermuda High School received a compliment saying what our football do football program was doing was really awesome. So of course they had to start an investigation on that. And they got their lawyers involved and said, hey, you know, you can't be praying with the students. So we came to an agreement that I understand it's your school, it's unfortunate, but it is your school and I don't wanna create any waves. So I went back to doing what I originally did. And that was just taking a knee silently on the 50 yard line after a football game, no longer than 30 seconds. And that just wasn't good enough. They said that I couldn't be seen by anybody. And so the last game of the season, uh, my, my football career actually, was them saying, hey, you got a choice between your job and your faith and I took a knee. So you chose your faith. Uh, were you pressuring any students to join you or, or how, how did they choose to join you? That, that was a real, real interesting. For the first, I don't know, six months, uh, we didn't have any students even coming out there. I, I gotta say football players, uh, they, they were my team. Yeah. And one day, a couple of the players came over and said, coach, what were you doing out there? And I said, I was giving thanks to, for what you guys just did. I mean, even some of the coaches thought I was out there taking grass samples. They had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so wow. that's, that's how it all started. And they said, hey, can we join you? I said, this is America. You're free to do whatever you guys want to do. And a couple of them came out. And then over the years, a couple more. And I never kept role. I, you know, sometimes the kids didn't even want to come out there. You know, if they... You know, we had a bad loss, they would definitely not feel like giving thanks, but I still did. So, you know, win, lose, or draw, it didn't matter. I was always out there. And the kids, I mean, this this America, they, they had the right to come out there or not. It was totally up to them. So you were privately and quietly, without words actually, taking a knee in silent prayer, and they threatened to take away your job. How did you know that you were fired? Uh, I received a couple, well, actually three different letters uh, from the administration and uh, the superintendent stating what I could and could not do. And it came down to on a Friday afternoon, about, oh, I don't know, must have been two or three hours before the, the kickoff. They gave me the last ultimatum, a letter saying that if you do uh, decide to practice uh, your religious uh, practices after football games, then we will be taking um, administrative action against you. And they suspended me right after that game. Wow, and the rest is history. Uh, you ended up in court and then uh, you, you lost, you won, you lost at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, Michael Berry will explain what happened in the courts just this last week after this. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial and finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 
please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God get yours today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Coach Joe Kennedy, who was a football coach until he was fired for taking a knee on the 50-yard line. Uh, Michael Berry, I wanna throw this to you. You're the attorney for Coach Kennedy, and, and are you suing, or are you being sued, or how did the legal proceedings begin? Well, Coach Kennedy is the, the plaintiff in this litigation. So we are uh, suing Bremerton School District on his behalf. And if folks want to go to firstliberty.org, you can see all the, the legal documents and the court documents that have been generated over the years. Uh, there's actually been quite a bit because we've, we've gone all the way from the district court all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, back down to the district court. And here we are going back to the U.S. Supreme Court again. So. Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to simplify it because it's, it's obviously a, a pretty uh, complex case. But, uh, it, you know, really the, 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 the basic, the, the bottom line of this litigation is uh, no American citizen, just because they work for a public school district or for the government, should have to give up their First Amendment rights to religious liberty just because they're employed by the government. And that's the argument we made. Um, that that violate, to, to require an employee to give up their religious freedom just because they are they work for the government would violate Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It violates the First Amendment. It violates the Religious Freedom Act, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, excuse me. And we cited all of those things in our litigation. It violates free speech as well. And so uh, we went, we lost at the district court. We went to the Ninth Circuit. As anticipated, we lost at the Ninth Circuit. And then we went to the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court decided not to take the case at that time, but in a very interesting twist, four of the justices issued a statement saying that they found the Ninth Circuit's decision very troubling, and that if there were more facts that were developed by the district court, then it might be a case that the Supreme Court was willing to, to look at and review, because they did find the Ninth Circuit's legal, argue, legal uh, rationale very, very troubling, uh, which obviously we agree with that. 
So back down we went to the district court. We, we, we got some of those answers that the four justices said that they, that they would like the district court to, to provide. Uh, we went to the Ninth Circuit again. We lost again at the Ninth Circuit, which was very much anticipated because it's, it's the Ninth Circuit. Uh, and here we are going back to the U.S. Supreme Court all over again. So the most recent decision at the Ninth Circuit was just a week ago. What did the Ninth Circuit say that was new? What, was it surprising? And was there any dissent? There, uh, there was no dissent. Uh, there wasn't really anything new or surprising. This was uh, disappointing, but not surprising uh, that, that the Ninth Circuit would rule against us in this, in this matter. And really what, what they based it on was they, they, you know, in layman's terms, they said, look, he's a public employee. He's employed by the government. And when somebody is employed by the government, they don't have the same rights as people who are not employed by the government. So when Coach Kennedy took a knee and prayed at the end of the game, he was essentially uh, speaking on behalf of the government, which is, you know, preposterous and ridiculous, right? That, that, that somehow people aren't going to be able to tell the difference between somebody taking a knee at the end of the game to, to say a, a brief silent prayer um, and, and an official government you know, edict coming out from Bremerton School District. Uh, but nevertheless, that's, that's the decision that the court made. And they said, look, and the fact that people in the stands or people on the sidelines could see him doing it, that's what makes this an establishment clause violation. So essentially, uh, that when Coach Kennedy prays at the end of the game, this violates the so-called separation of church and state in the views of the court. And we think that's wrong, and wow. we plan to appeal it. Coach, I wanna ask you, I read in uh, some of the dicta of the Ninth Circuit's reasoning that the judge, one of the judges accused you of not being silent, that, that you were just doing this to make a public statement. And proof of that in their mind is that after the fact, you're doing television interviews like this one. Um, are you doing this for political reasons or, or was it your angle all along to just get publicity out of this? No, absolutely not. Uh, my kids, I mean, my wife and my kids, all our kids graduated from Bremerton High School. So this was not an easy thing. This is the thing, this was my passion, this was my love of you know, my career, even in from the Marines, coaching was just the most rewarding thing ever. So to have to give that up, I mean, there was a selfish part of me that wanted to agree with the school district and just remain as a coach. But no, I, I, I didn't want any hoopla. I didn't want to be in front of any cameras. I, I didn't want any of that. I just had no other alternative when the school district, you know, were, is threatening me and my job. And, you know, that's my family and my kids and everything. So, yeah, I needed some help. And the best way to get the word out is by telling people. And I think the news is one of the reasons why people, you know, have a lot of problems today. They, they don't get to tell the story the way that it should be told. And I just was open and honest and said, hey, I just want to coach football. And I want to be able to just thank God after a football game. It wasn't a big deal to me. It wasn't a big deal to my team. All of a sudden it became big news. I know you're not an attorney and, and we have Michael here to rein you in if, if, you, if you cross any lines, but you're a Marine and you took the oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. What does that mean to you in light of what you're doing now? It has a lot to do with uh, the Constitution just for me being a Marine, but my faith is, you know, that's 
foremost, and it's protected by the Constitution. When I was a Marine, I fought and defended for that right, and now I just want to exercise that right. And I mean, I still get the, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck standing up when every time I say that, when I took that oath of enlistment. I'm getting goosebumps right now, yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> and yeah, so that that was the, far, the part of it that really absolutely I, I just couldn't live with, you know, supporting and defending the Constitution. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't apply to me. That that just rubbed me the wrong way, and I would fight and defend for anybody's rights. I don't care what religious background they had. I don't care what it didn't make any difference. It all comes down to each American, no matter what, has the equal rights. Right, but in a way it did have to do with your faith because um, religious expression is inherently part of the Constitution, and that's what they're suppressing. Uh, if you had taken a knee before or during the national anthem as part of Black Lives Matter, do you think they would have come after you? I, I know for a fact they would not have because one of the high schools that uh, I, that we know, they all took a knee and they actually responded in a letter to the court. You know, their whole team and their coaches took a knee before the game in protest. And they backed me up saying that the rights of being able to take protests is the same as somebody giving faith. And I totally agree. And that's what it comes down to is uh, they just didn't like, they could see somebody practicing their faith out there in public. That's it. This is ultimately an attack on Jesus Christ and, and the church. And they're coming after us, not because he took a knee, but because he showed his faith in Jesus Christ, even during silent prayer. Let's take another short break. When we come back, we'll ask Michael Berry about the prospects at the Supreme Court. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have the standard size my pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size my pillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98, or my king size. Regularly $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive offers. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. 
I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps again on PIJN News. Where else are you gonna find earth shattering interviews like this one? This is cutting edge and we at PrayInJesusName.org need your support. We also want you to donate to FirstLiberty.org where attorney Michael Berry is representing coach Joe Kennedy, the football coach fired for praying and taking a knee at the 50 yard line by Bremerton High School in Washington. Uh, Mr. Berry, thank you again for coming on the program and how can people support the work of First Liberty Institute? Well, you just said it, Dr. Chaps, go to firstliberty.org. Um, and th you know, there's even a link at the bottom, if you scroll down to the bottom, there's a link to uh, Coach Kennedy's case page. It'll take you right there. Uh, you can read all about Coach Kennedy's background. You can see the legal documents that I described earlier. So you know, you can you can get a feel for uh, just how hostile uh, the you know the environment has been for us to try to win back Coach Kennedy's First Amendment rights. Um, and we can't do it without support and without help. Uh, these cases aren't easy, and I hate to say it, but they're not cheap either. You know that that uh, you know more than five years of litigation through the courts all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court is uh, you know that takes its toll both financially and I also want to point out it takes its toll on the people involved as well. Uh, this is something that Coach has had and, and his family have had to deal with uh, for years now. And I know he wants nothing more to get back on that field. And, and that's what we're fighting for, really, is to get him back on that field where he belongs. Amen, our thanks to Kelly Shackelford, the founder and president of First Liberty and all the lawyers and the staffers and the clerks behind the scenes writing those briefs uh, and even through the, the court system. Uh, Michael, what are the prospects? You've now had four Supreme Court justices write a letter to say their interests. How many judges does it take to be granted a writ of certiorari? Well, it takes four justices to say we want to hear this case in order for a case to be granted uh, and the Supreme Court to review it. Uh, but let's be clear, less than 1% of all cases that are sent to the U.S. Supreme Court are heard by the court. Uh, they don't have to take every case that's sent to them. And, and, and so it, you have less than a 1% chance of getting your case heard. And so the fact that the justices, four of the justices at least expressed some doubt with what the Ninth Circuit did the last time, that was a very promising sign to us. So I'm gonna say that although statistically the odds are stacked against us, I am cautiously optimistic that we have a good shot of getting the Supreme Court to, to agree to take Coach Kennedy's case. And it's because it's such an important case. Although obviously we represent Coach Kennedy and we want to win for him, we want nothing more than to win for Coach Kennedy and his family. We also understand that this is about much more than one football coach from Bremerton, Washington. This is about the rights of public school employees across the country, millions of employees, whether you are a, you know, a, a biology teacher, a, a math teacher, a football coach, you know, the drill team instructor, whatever the case might be, you are a government employee and you do not lose your First Amendment rights just because you are employed by the government. So this case has huge implications far beyond the football field at Bremerton High School. Let me ask uh, for a little bit of legal precedent, is there any uh, past Supreme Court decision where a, a coach or a teacher 
should enjoy their First Amendment rights even though they are a government employee and could influence students? Oh, there's many Supreme Court cases that have held the rights of teachers and students, uh, it, it, whether in school or out of school. I mean, you go back uh, a case that was uh, probably, you know, half a century ago now, the famous Tinker versus Des Moines case, where the Supreme Court said that neither students nor teachers lose their constitutional rights when they enter the schoolhouse gates. At the, bo the bottom line is that that's what we're asking for. Uphold that precedent. Coach Kennedy was in the inside the schoolhouse gates, no doubt about that, but he should not lose his constitutional rights just because he takes a knee at the end of a football game and wants to give thanks for what his players did. That was a covenant that he made with God. You know, he said earlier that uh, this doesn't have to necessarily be about religion. That's because there, there may be teachers and coaches across the country who don't share the same exact convictions and beliefs that Coach Kennedy does. They don't lose their constitutional rights, but the fact that Coach Kennedy made this covenant with God that he was going to give thanks after every game, he should not be punished for that. Well, okay, let me play the devil's advocate here. It, if, if you're allowing him to take a knee and the Supreme Court says that's okay, next thing you know, coaches will be giving evangelistic sermons at halftime. They'll be saying uh, to, to players, I believe in Jesus Christ and, and heaven forbid that any of the students would ever choose to do that based on a mentor or his speech. Uh, where do you draw the line? Well, I, I wanna say this first, that if you've ever, if you're a fan of football uh, and you've seen a game that's come down to the wire, uh, we're all familiar with the, the, with, with the notion of a Hail Mary. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, we, you know, we don't ban Hail Marys. And uh, the last time I saw a, you know, a field goal kicker, but when his team was down by two, trying to kick a game-winning field goal, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of prayer going on in that football <laughs> field. Um, but I love it. where do we draw the line? We draw the line at, at, at true interference with the educational environment, right? Coercion. If, if there was any evidence, which Bremerton School District admitted and conceded, there is no evidence that Coach Kennedy ever pressured or coerced anyone to join him. In fact, they described that what he did was commendable and laudable, right? Then, uh, but if he had crossed that line to coercing students to participate, to interfering and interrupting, the school environment, the one, one example I use a lot is, look, and this comes, I, I use this with students. When students ask me, what are my rights? Am I allowed to read my Bible in class? Am I allowed to pray in class? And I said, look, if the teacher is giving a lesson on the Pythagorean theorem, all right, and you wanna interrupt the class in order to hold a prayer rally, that would interrupt the, the, the educational environment and you can't yeah. do that. But if hey, you wanna do it on your own time, right? If you wanna do it in a non-disruptive manner, then that's perfectly acceptable. And that's where the line should be drawn. Amen, we're short on time, but Coach Kennedy, I wanna give you the final word in just you know 30 seconds. Would you say a prayer for us as America? Oh, right now, wow, put me on the spot. I'm such a, not a good praying guy, but absolutely. You know, just like I would do on the 50 yard line, I just wanna lift up America and lift up all of you. Everybody that supported me and everybody of faith. We're Americans and I just thank God for every one of you, amen. Amen, God bless you coach and Michael Berry. Uh, our website is prayinjesusname.org. That's what we do, we pray the news. Prayinjesusname.org, please donate when you can. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.
Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.